welcome to a new episode of the Cigar Snob Podcast. This is episode 28. I am joined, oh well, I'm joined, I am, because I go first. I am Nick Jimenez, I'm joined by Eric Calvino. What up? And Ivan Ocampo. Hello. We are going to get into all kinds of fun stuff, from Puerto Rican cigars to uh, the NBA playoffs update. Don't worry, we're not going to go too deep. I know you've been... Blown away by our deep analysis over the last few episodes. So deep. News from the cigar world, uh, some civil unrest in Central America, and a bunch of other stuff. But first, a word from this episode's sponsor, Villiger Cigars. Villiger Cigars, celebrating 130 years in tobacco, unveils its first ever full-bodied premium handmade cigar in the Villiger La Vencedora. The Villiger La Vencedora is the follow-up cigar to the highly acclaimed Villiger La Flor de Inclán and Villiger Sandoro Colorado. This Nicaraguan puro, wrapped in a beautiful Nicaraguan Alano puro wrapper, boasts a potent full-bodied smoking experience featuring highly seasoned, hearty flavors. The Villiger La Vencedora, which translates to the victor, emits a billowing aromatic smoke throughout the smoking experience. The Villiger La Vencedora, a palate-pleasing, full-bodied, yet elegant cigar that will satisfy the cigar connoisseur as well as the casual smoker. All right, on this episode of the podcast, our featured cigar is something a little bit different. Uh, and it's also a little bit of a mystery. How different, Nick? So different. From the land where R's are L's and Mangu is Mofongo. Mofwato? Mofongo? Everybody knows what Mofongo is except this guy. Uh, we uh, actually, uh, Andy, our art director, and I were recently in Puerto Rico to work on a travel story that will appear in the next issue of the magazine. And while we were more there... More on that later. More on that later. While we were there... We stopped by uh, some of San Juan, Puerto Rico's uh, tobacconists, and one of the things we picked up was uh, a little grab bag of cigars at Don Rey, which has several stores in Puerto Rico. The store we stopped by was at uh, what is called La Placita, a uh, sort of like plaza where there's a lot of um, sort of casual dining and street parties in Santurce, which is just uh, east of Old San Juan. So here is a description of these cigars from Don Rey's website. Uh, bear in mind, this is a small manufacturer from Puerto Rico where they don't have much of a uh, you know marketing team. Uh, but I will read this as it was written, and I hope you guys will enjoy this as much as I did. Don Rey Cigar, careful searches for the finest materials and products to elaborate their cigars. They use five distinctive tobaccos. Fillers, such as seco, ligero, mild, band, and wrapper. The first four are found in Puerto Rico, but the wrappers come from the Connecticut, Brazil, Cameron, and Havana 2000. Don Rey Cigars offers 22 styles of tobacco, such as El Torpedo, Corona, Pyramid, Churchill, Robusto, Military Three Color, among other, and distinct flavors of cigars, such as vanilla, mango, amaretto, cognac, etc., each one is handcrafted and elaborated with care and precision to assure their clients the best cigar experience. Now, I don't know for certain what we're smoking right now. It is the only box-pressed thing they make. It was unbanded at the store. Uh, and I think this is an interesting case study of don't let 
wacky copy like that turn you off? Because I like this. Yeah, this is actually good. <laughs> this is pretty good. And I was, I, I wanted to know, and now you just answered that you don't know, but... I know yeah. it's not Cameron. It isn't Cameron. It's not that's Cameron. That's for damn sure. No. But, uh, but no, I wanted to ask you what, what this was and where, I mean, are, are their cigars made in Puerto Rico, these, these guys? So these, these box pressed, uh, by the way, you know, beautifully box yeah. pressed. Looks yeah. pretty. Really well done. Uh, so these are made there. These are made in Puerto Rico. Uh, and when we were there, we spoke with the, um, the owner, I believe his name is, uh, Patricio Peña, um. And he's got several stores in Puerto Rico. They just opened a lounge in Panama City. And they will be opening another store and lounge in Columbus, Ohio. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this is a legit... There is nothing wrong with this cigar. No, this is a solid cigar from a legit, uh, you know, tobacconist manufacturer. Uh, The selection there was also good. They had a solid selection of Tabacalera Palma, some Davidoff products, um, all kinds of stuff. Um... A lot of Altadis in general things. So, yeah, I mean, and, fun fact, the uh, the guys who make this were also responsible for multiple entries in the uh, longest cigar category in the Guinness Book of World Records. So, they'd made one, record was broken, came back and made another. So, so are they the current record holders? This I be- matters. I believe they're the current record holders. <laughs> Don't hold me to that. Uh, but uh, But we will be digging deeper. Uh, he made it seem like he was a current record holder, but you never want to take people at their word when they're talking about how big their cigars are. Yes, so. yes, but uh, but no, honestly, the the cigar itself, it's uh, really well constructed, uh, good flavors, uh, not overwhelming, not a lot of strength, uh, but uh, I got no problem smoking this. Good full body cigar, full not, body, not a lot of spice, I don't find but not that. a lot of not a lot of strength. Oh, you mean okay, full body in the sense of of the yeah, word the body, okay, body yeah, not 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 substituting strength, right? You know, I, I, this is the only thing I've smoked, so I had the same thing while we were there. And assuming that this is roughly where you know their portfolio sits, it also works really well because when you're in Puerto Rico, which is such a walkable city that you end up on your feet outside in heat, a lot of the time you don't want full strength cigars to be walking around Puerto Rico with. Yeah, and the heat and sweating and, yeah, no. So so this is a solid, you know, uh, nice medium, you know, but big enough on flavor that you can, you know, do it after a meal or with a drink or whatever it may be. Yeah, if you happen to be in Puerto Rico, check out Don Rey Cigars. We'll revisit the cigar in a bit, but definitely check them out. And, and again, I think this is an interesting case study in, like, you know, not all good cigars necessarily have slick marketing behind them. This is a solid smoke. And the, the copy is, is is pretty bad. I mean, I don't want to dissect it because it's, it's clearly a language thing, right? But yeah, uh, well, not not only just a language thing, right? Do you know how much you these can, retail uh, your, for? your fillers are? Seco, ligero, mild, band, and wrapper. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's not just a language thing, but but again, I, I don't want to I don't want to beat them up over it. I think it's possible it's not a language thing, but also who knows whether somebody told them like maybe somebody asked like, oh, what do you call the different things? And, and somebody just said filler. And they just, yeah. oh, okay, well, then I guess that's what it is. Yeah, and uh, band, I, I believe they mean banda, which would be binder. Right, not band, B-A-N-D. Yeah, like uh, we have this band tobacco. Yeah. Uh, Ivan, you were asking how much these yeah. uh, cigars cost. So to give you one example, the um, uh, their Don Rey Robusto, it's funny, they, they, they offer all of these different packaging options, so you can get a single cigar coffin for 10 bucks. A cardboard pack of five for thirty, 
a wood box of five for thirty-five. Uh, a wood cigar case of uh, ten for fifty. 25 for 120, but then like all the boxes look different, at least on their website. It's all like different colors for each. Sounds count. very confusing. I it's mean, very, I'm not looking confusing. At it. very confusing. So. Yeah. Um, but again, don't let this turn you off. If you're in Puerto Rico, don't see this website and think, I'm not going there. It, you should go and you should smoke this because it's good. So with that, let's talk Puerto Rico. So Andy and I were in Puerto Rico for the first time. I, neither of us had ever, had ever been. Uh, we were there from a Tuesday to a Friday morning. And ate a lot of things, a lot of mofongo, which for those of you who don't know is a mashed fried plantain, usually with some kind of protein topping. Pork. Usually, well, actually, no, I did, I have, did I have pork? I don't think I had any with pork. I love pork on the, on mofongo. I went steak twice and shrimp once. I'm partial to the shrimp. Yeah. Shrimp. Yep. Yeah, because the mofongo is already so heavy. You want yeah. like that light. But anyway. You um, guys don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. How are they doing uh, hurricane recovery wise though? So, so yeah, that was part of why we went to yeah, Puerto Rico. The whole idea, right? Um, and Eric, I think you could probably speak to since you you were there for uh, what what was the period of time that you were in Puerto Rico? I worked uh, I worked at the Puerto Rico Department of Treasury for about eight months, uh, living in Condado. Right. So, but I haven't uh, been I haven't been back after the hurricane. So, mm-hmm. by the way, this was like fifteen years ago. Right. Right. So, uh, when we were in Puerto Rico. Um, I think what we saw was that at least in areas that tourists would go to, it was just about fully functional, uh, with the exception of maybe some larger hotels that, according to people we spoke with, were still shut down because they had issues with like mold and stuff from being without air conditioning right on the water for as long as they were. But for the most part, everything works just fine. We never saw any power outage issues or any of that. The major difference, which I think worked out for us because we were there to, you know, do things efficiently and get the photos we needed to, you know, let readers of the... Nick, whoever's magazine... listening to this on the other side, and you're saying that you do things efficiently, they're all cracking up right now. Oh! Oh, no, she didn't! Oh, yes, she did! No, she didn't! So, you know, we're trying to get Zing. into it. Yeah, I don't know. Those are... <laughs> all right. Burn. So, we'll find some burn sound effects. Um... But no, there there are very few tourists there. So where normally Old San Juan would be crowded and you'd be waiting through a lot of crowds on the street, maybe waiting at restaurants. There was no waiting anywhere. There was, you know, it's super easy to walk around the city without, you know, being slowed down by a crowd. But not a um, ghost town either. But not a ghost town. So not a ghost town, but it does feel a little more ghosty when you're at, once you go and you sit, for instance, at a popular restaurant, and you realize, like... What was a popular restaurant? Well, yeah, well, maybe at one point, what, like, for example, La Mallorquina, which is a, a historic restaurant right in the center of Old San Juan uh, that normally would have had lines uh, out the door. It was the two of us and maybe a handful of other people with two waiters. So there are issues there. There are issues with the number one of One of them people. having lunch. One of them <laughs> was having lunch, and the other, while waiter number one was having lunch, waiter number two... Made a run to a grocery store, <laughs> leaving yeah, us pick up a couple things, you know? leaving us to run the place. But really, other than that, I mean, things were open. We enjoyed the food, we enjoyed the drinks, we enjoyed walking around, seeing everything. The only things that people tell us, and, and we didn't bother doing this because it would have taken too long. It would have been its own whole day thing. But um, El Yunque, which is a uh, a rainforest that tourists go to often, still has some areas that you can't get into and out of. I guess like down trees, covering pathways, and stuff like that. But 
Have you, you've been, Ivan? Yeah, I've been. What did you do? You have things that I've were, like, been to. I've you? been to a Junker, and I yeah. know why they call it a rainforest. Yeah, it freaking poured when I was there the yeah. entire time. Yeah, is so it? It's I, not false marketing. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I, I think it's like the only legit rainforest in the United States. It I think. Is. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that would have been cool to do. Um, but old San Juan. You know, that's a place that even though it's not particularly big, you could really spend a lot of time there and yeah, there's not a lot, run out of things. There's a lot to do there. Uh, w- would you have gone, so now after you did the piece, yeah. you know, this happens to us all the time. Whenever we travel uh, to a destination to do a travel editorial, a lot of times we go back to it because we enjoyed it so much. Right. So, so and, I, and I think that for us is the ultimate test, right, of how much we really like the place. Would you go back there with Elsie? I would go back. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I would go back. Uh, what I will say is that the one, well, not the one, the one of two really negative experiences we had, and this is not necessarily a knock on what Puerto Rico has to offer, but on the very last day we were there, there were protests in the streets over uh, austerity measures that the Puerto Rican government is taking, and uh, and it slowed down our getting to the airport. Had we been there through Tuesday, Tuesday there were like cops in riot gear, out on the streets and tear gas You're scaring and the whole people. thing. Yeah. Well, but no, what I'm saying, it's, it's something to bear in mind, right? Because Puerto Rico, for all of the good that it has to offer, is also recovering in more of a social sense now from the hurricane thing. Yeah. You've had, uh, I think it's somewhere in the neighborhood of like close to 200,000 people have left the island. Uh, I've heard higher numbers than that, but. Yeah, but I mean, that's, yeah, maybe that's conservative. I mean, it's all kind of based on estimates, right? Because mm-hmm. some people are applying for FEMA aid, but using... Uh, outside of Puerto Rico, Correct. addresses or whatever. Um, but I'd say uh, go to Orlando. Yeah, like or in the last day, if it's cheap enough, if airfare is cheap enough, and the hotels are cheap enough, you'll just walk right past the the cops in the riot gear without. A I guess problem, so. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, it, it, it's something that I would do. But I think that is something to be cognizant of that you're not, you know, you're going to a place that's still going through some stuff that uh, we felt totally safe the whole time, but. It yeah, my, my like... experience with uh, protest in Puerto Rico when I was working there, uh, they were all very minor. I mean, there there were, there were protests like you find in in Latin American countries all the time, uh, but they were they were pretty minor. Yeah. You could just cruise right past it, almost like what you said, just walk past the the cops and rack here. Uh, so I don't know that that shouldn't that should, I mean I know that you can't just say that, but that right, shouldn't right. scare you away from going. Sure, sure. Uh, as one of our Uber drivers put it, el pueblo está rebelde. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought that was pretty great. We well, I mean, just... you know, it's to be expected. I mean, they're they've been just hammered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, that's the rough summary of Puerto Rico. But check out the travel story in the upcoming issue of Cigar Snob. Keep an eye out you for that. You can't get off like that so easy, right? What about oh boy, Cigar House? Oh well, shit. Yeah, uh, Cigar House. Cigar House is uh, on Fortaleza. Uh, so Cigar House sort of, is a is a shop with a yeah. with a big lounge. Yes, and uh, and it's sort of like on the south uh, side of uh, of Old San Juan. And I would say, of all the places that of all the tobacconists we've visited for magazine purposes, it might be like in my top five. So definitely of all, a destination of, of, all of all places you've visited all for the US magazine. U.S. cigar retailers. Yeah. So definitely a destination shop. It is a destination shop. They have, uh, and it's not just a destination shop for smokers. I mean, you go there and they, they, they make sure to let you know. Uh, Rita, who's one of the owners with her husband, Samuel, yep. 
Uh, in fact, she already had. So we had just met, or I had just met. You you knew them already, but we had just seen them at um, uh, Biahalo the yes. Davidoff trip. Uh, what was that? Two months ago. Yeah. And she already had a bunch of eight by tens blown up and framed on the walls, and it was like a gallery wall of Yahel Orihing photos. So wow. they make sure to let you know their most recent, you know, hobnobbing with uh, with cigar industry people was fun. Well, and she tells you who makes exactly. her cigar. Yeah, she's very keen yeah. on that. So I believe uh, uh, my father is making most of their most, if not all, of their. I didn't uh, know your dad made cigars. Man, he's pretty good at it. He's got a pretty good reputation. <laughs> so my father's cigars yeah. makes their cigars. Uh, so anyway, yeah, definitely check that shop out. Um, great bar and lounge area. Huge. They have humidor. they have a full liquor bar there. I believe so. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah it's I been a long time, that, but so I'm pretty sure that I remember seeing full liquor behind the bar. Maybe I'm making that up, but pretty sure. So yeah, check that what out. What about what about restaurant recommendation? There's good Puerto Rican food all over. And then I think when you get tired of that, uh, you want to do Marmalade, which is actually just down the street from Cigar House. And that was one of, I don't know, I wouldn't go top five meals we've done with Cigar Snob because we eat pretty well on these trips, but it was up there. It was uh, not at all Puerto Rican. It was actually a lot of, a uh, surprising amount of sort of radical extremes, right? You go from like Mofongo on every corner to then Marmalade is this little pocket where there's like a lot of vegetarian options and, you know, funky pastas and a lot of truffle on things. Very little pork anywhere on the menu. What I had, was the, what's the style of the food there, though? Because like, it, it sounds kind of French, Nouveau. Mm, no, I think it was more just... I don't know. I mean, I'm going from what you're saying. I, I think it's just one of those things where Puerto Rico... Puerto, San Juan isn't a great food city, right? They don't have a lot of variety. The way, so I think they just have so many different directions they can go in. So, for example, uh, I had a... Uh, we both had Italian-ish dishes. I had a braised lamb gnocchi. And um, Andy had a... Um, is, it, is it pappardelle? Or pappardelle? Yeah, pasta, yeah. Um, with, uh, with truffle. Um and then we had a, uh, but it's not all Italian. We had a, a creme brulee. It was a corn creme brulee with, um, God, I forget what else they had put on. Yeah. All right. Well, Nick, you really like the place. Yeah, I really like the place. I, mean, right, I, was, cool. I was ready to move on, but now <laughs> Ivan is, you know. Anyway. Hey, how, how are the ladies? Were there any Jennifer Lopez lookalikes walking ladies. around? I, I wouldn't say that the streets were very empty, but I, I would say, uh, Top ten percentile uh, in that category of people watching them among yeah the food scene might not be great but I remember the last time I was there that was pretty good so but you know bear in mind that we were in old San Juan and it's like tourist heavy a lot of people you know we were there during the week so there it wasn't a lot of activity on the street we were told by multiple people that if if what you want to see is ladies uh, that Placita area that Don Rey is on is the spot that's the place to go on weekend nights. The the El San Juan Hotel lobby, yeah. Whoa, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, it's tough. tough my to my neck still hurts. <laughs> still got the cramps, the Puerto Rican cramps. Absurd, just absurd. Uh, anything else we want to get into here on the Puerto Rico front? No, but I th- I mean I think we needed to get into that stuff, right. Nikki. Well, I, you know what? Here I will say one more thing before we move on, uh, because this is something that I think most people would assume it's great, and. It is a hard no for me. Do not do the Bacardi tour. The Bacardi tour, I'm a fan of Bacardi rums. I, people knock Bacardi. like they think it's the, I think Bacardi makes some good stuff. 
but I haven't. It's the first time I've ever been on a tour of a facility that makes something where you see none of the making. You see zero distillery. That ain't no good. And it's way out of the way. So don't do it. You'll have a better time elsewhere. Drink Bacardi wherever you go if you want, but don't bother with the tour. You'll be disappointed. Speaking of tropical destinations, you guys were just in a different one, shooting in just Key West or other Keys? No, no, Key West. So I wasn't Uh, there. Also ravaged by the hurricane. No, not not ravaged. It it was... Well, parts of the Keys. Oh, no, for sure. But Key West itself was, was spared... Uh, I mean, it looked like nothing had happened there, right? You agree? I loved it. Yeah, it, was, it was awesome. It was perfect. Yeah. No power outages? No, not at all. Flip-flops everywhere. There were tons of people as soon as those cruise ships arrived. Yep. It was packed. But, uh, no, we did two photo shoots there featuring uh, Leaf by Oscar and Island Jim cigars. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Island Jim, Jim Robinson, he uh, he used to work in Key West. So that was the connection there. I could tell by the attire. Yeah, right? It's, yeah. It's, I don't know what gave it away. <laughs> but uh, but no, it, it was a, a damn good time. The shoots were both excellent, right? We, we shot one in in uh, in like Duval Street in that area, and then the other in the resort that we stayed in, which was uh, the, the Perry. Perry uh, the Perry Key West. Kick-ass uh, place. Kick-ass little resort, right? Had a little marine in the back if you got a boat. The food was really good. Top-notch. Really good food. So... Uh, so we shot, yeah, like I said, one on, on Duval in that area and then one in the, in the resort and then a, a nearby beach, which beach did we end up in? Do you remember? It's like, uh, no, no, I don't know. It's the one right. They don't have many beaches. Yeah. It's one of the only public beaches there, uh, in Key West, but outstanding photo shoots. You probably saw some stuff, uh, on Instagram and and whatnot. And, uh, that's coming up in next issue. Cool. Before we move on a word from our sponsor, El Galang Cigars. El Galang Reserva Especial comes in four sizes, all of them box-pressed. The 5x52 Airosos, the 5 and 3 quarters by 54 Apuestos, the 6x52 Gallardos, which is a torpedo, the 6x60 Obesos. All of these are 100% Nicaraguan Puros. Nicaraguan Puros with Jalapa Oscuro wrappers available in stores nationwide you can find them online at elgalangcigars.com or on social media that's facebook twitter instagram at elgalangcigars that's e l g a l a n cigars elgalangcigars.com all right felix mesa's a winner who have the winners been in the nba playoffs we have been uh, doing some nba playoff prognostication very highly qualified to Oof. uh Super. To feed you guys this analysis, how are the two of you doing on your predictions so far? Mine's doing great because I bet against you guys, and the 76ers took it to the Heat. So no, I, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't pick uh, the. No, the but heat. I, I did. Yeah, I no, I know. Right I know you did. No, I. I also am. I'm down though. I. I chose. I said Milwaukee would. Uh, I predicted Milwaukee would outlast Boston, but they came out so damn slow after that you know, cruise at the end of the season. They just, they, they didn't come out with any fire. But anyway, so, uh, yeah, no, I'm down. Ivan's the only one uh, that's still got a horse in the race with Utah. Yeah. I think Although I, they're down to Houston already. I think I had Golden State and the Raptors in the finals. So, uh, we'll yeah, see. We'll, we'll yeah. see about all that. But that's, that's where I'm still alive. Uh, so, just to recap, we are now in the conference semifinals. We've got Houston up against Utah. New Houston Orleans. leading one nothing. 
Right, Houston leading one nothing. New War- um, the Pelicans are down to the Warriors fly, two nothing. Fly. Fly, Pelicanos. Fly. Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers are one to zero above the Raptors. Didn't see that happening. No, no. Toronto looks really strong. Well, yeah, they went in, they went to overtime, but yeah, it's tough, man. When you got the best player in the yeah, freaking world, true. yeah, that's true. Uh, and then finally, Boston has a one nothing lead on the 76ers. So. Don't bother watching any basketball. We'll be back next week <laughs> with your update on the NBA playoffs, and that's really all you need. Moving from news from the NBA playoffs to the news from Cigar Town. This is where we give you some of the uh, latest on product releases. Again, this is not comprehensive, but uh, here's some of the most exciting stuff that we're aware of from the last week or so. Drew Estate announced the pre-release of its Liga Privada number no. 9, Corona Viva, exclusively for Cigars International Superstore in Hamburg, Pennsylvania, for their 15th annual Cigar Fest. That's a destination uh, event that people um, travel a, a good distance to get to, so keep an eye out if you're on your way to that event for Corona Viva. The cigar features a Connecticut Broadleaf Okuro wrapper, Brazilian Matafina binder, and Nicaraguan and Honduran fillers. According to Drew Estate's announcement, it is like the Corona Viva releases in uh, 2012, featuring a bit more Ligero for a fuller, stronger profile. These are available in 24-count boxes for $290. And uh, for whatever reason, I refuse to do this math, Drew Estate gave us the measurements in metric Measurements. So uh, this is a 152 by 46 in millimeters. You uh, bust out your calculators. Don't drive and calculate. Uh, good luck figuring that out. Rocky Patel Premium Cigars and distributor Alliance Cigar have teamed up to add a new product to Alliance's De Socio series. I might be saying that wrong. Maybe it's De Socio. No, I think it's. I think you're right. De Socio. It's a Corona Gorda, five and three quarters by 46 in Rocky Patel's Sun Grown Maduro brand. As you might have guessed. These will be available exclusively at stores that get product from Alliance. So, um, Shout out to Tom. There you go. Here's how Rocky Patel's press release describes the cigar. The sun-grown Maduro de Socio re- uh, features a balance of Nicaraguan fillers and binder tobaccos enveloped beneath a lush Connecticut broadleaf wrapper. The de Socio series was created by Alliance cigar president and owner Tom Sullivan as a tribute to his grandfather. This is the eighth installment in that series. Uh, Camacho's brought back its Coyolada brand. Camacho describes this as a, quote, single farm vintage, as the blend comprises only Criollo tobaccos from a single 15-acre Honduran farm. Was it spelled that way? It was spelled that way. It was spelled Criollo. Criollao. Criollao. Only Criollao tobaccos from a single 15-acre Honduran farm. A Camacho press release describes this blend as delivering blasts. I like that. Blasts. Of leather, pepper, rich it's coffee, wave. and oak. It, like, they come in waves of blasts. Nice. Uh, the cigar will be available in its five original sizes, ranging from the 45 by 50 Perfecto Number 1 to the 6 by 60 Titan. Price per cigar ranges from eight fifty to $10. I'm excited to smoke this because uh, I think I mentioned to you earlier, issue number one of Cigar Snob featured a Camacho Coyolar on the cover. Yeah. So... Uh, we rated it a 90 back then. So I'm anxious to, to check this out and see. I, I think I still have a couple of the old ones. Obviously, they they will be aged out. They've been there probably 10 or 12 years. Oh, well. 
But uh, yeah, I can't wait to try that. Cool. And uh, now this is final. Finally, among other releases created to celebrate the 30th anniversary of the Avo brand, Davidoff announces its release of the limited edition Avo Improvisation 30 Years. Production is limited to just 2,400 boxes of 25. This is a new take on the Avo Classic Number no. 3 blend, featuring an Ecuadorian wrapper, Dominican binder, and Dominican fillers. The Classic, by contrast, uses a Connecticut shade wrapper. The Improvisation 30 Years will share the Classic's 75 by 50 format. That is the news from Lake Cigarbagon. Join us the next time uh, on the next episode for more of that news. Moving on. To, there's a lot of civil unrest in this episode of the podcast. It is. It, you know what I've noticed is there's a lot of civil unrest and a lot of coronas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like Corona Viva, the De Socio Corona, and then you've got unrest in Puerto Rico and unrest in Nicaragua. All right. So Nicaragua's civil unrest uh, is, and it's actually also sort of similar in the sense that it's, I don't know if you'd call it an austerity measure, but it's related to, you know, government proposals to change... Uh, some of their spending and and taxation. So correct me if I'm wrong. Well, I think that's what on the surface, right, is what right, yeah. what like triggered the final straw. But yeah, so that final straw was basically that the um, that Ortega's government had announced that they would be um, reducing Social Security benefits and keeping the same, or or increasing. I think increasing and increasing. Yeah, uh, yeah what what people would have to contribute to their Social Security program, um, and this is. Particularly relevant, obviously, to the cigar industry because even in Esteli, uh, there have been protests in the streets and whatnot even after the government backed uh, off. Yeah, all over the country, not yeah. just Managua. I mean, and, and Esteli is a, is a big city for Nicaragua. Yeah, and this is, you know, this is people dying in protests. and yeah, It's like 60-some-odd people died, right? Yeah, nuts. Uh, or have you heard anything from cigar makers that you've been in touch with? Yeah, some of them have, uh, yeah, some of them have uh, recorded uh, what they hear from their windows at night and and during protests and things like that. Some of it is scary, dude. Yeah. Like, you know, you've got you've got these people have their families and and uh, all that happening outside is 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 nuts. I mean, it it happened so fast. It went from a completely. St- I get this question all the time when people ask me about, oh, you guys go down to Central America all the time. And I tell them that, oh, Nicaragua, it's super stable, yeah, easy to go, you know, crime's not a problem. And then just on a dime, it turned on a dime. And, it, and I think it, it caught the Ortegas by surprise, too. Yeah, you figure if they had seen this coming, they wouldn't have pulled that. Of course. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just gotten ugly real fast. And, and I, I don't know where it ends because, you know, they're calling for get the hell out of here, right? The protesters, and, yeah, the protesters, but but I don't know that he's. I mean, that this is the typical problem with a with a dictator, right? Even right. though technically, yeah. Uh, so they they never know when to leave. <laughs> like <laughs> you know, then you get the like uh, Ceausescu problem, right? They get in the end they get assassinated because it's like or uh, or death by firing squad or something. I mean, mm. it, it gets really ugly really fast. I'm kind of like a dictator at parties. I never know when to leave. <laughs> 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 I hope they don't bring out the firing squads for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I, Ivan's this party till the Molotov cocktails come out. Ivan's <laughs> typical line when he's at your party is, "Are you kicking me?" Like you, you bring up anything. You're like, "Hey, dude, I think I'm gonna change the music because uh, I mean, people are not dancing or something." So yeah. you kicking me out, 
Are you kicking me out? That's his line. You're like, no, dude, relax. So yeah, there is a real fear of firing squad from you. Um, Party dictator. Yeah, so... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know whether Ivan is the Ortega of parties or Ortega is the Ivan of Nicaragua. Mm. Either way, uh, they are kicking him out. That's the idea there. Well, I think part of the the issue that I think has been brewing for a long time is is his wife, right? So it's always the wife. It's always the damn wife. <laughs> well, I mean, he, he's he's brought her in to be his vice president. Yeah, and uh, and so people are are saying, uh, you know, that this is this type of uh, somosa type behavior uh is unacceptable and and they're right to 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 protest about that so it's uh the impact on the cigar businesses is, is uh i think the reason why we're talking about it so much right 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 now like they're having problems getting shipments out they're having you know they're they're afraid to send cargo from Esteli out to Managua so yeah it's it's going to be it's going to be touch and go here for a little bit yeah they've and, been through this before though right and it, and it didn't end well. It didn't end well. Yeah. 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 And, and it didn't end well for the cigar industry. I mean, the cigar industry's recovered, but... Yeah, factories burned down. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. it's ugly. So, I mean, that's not happening right now. No. Right. But but it, it, it can turn just like it's, it's right. turned to this point. So. It'll, it'll be interesting also to see... Uh, I mean, obviously, hopefully it doesn't get to this point. Oh, God willing, but, of course. you know, there are protests and all that in Esteli. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I get the sense, and maybe I'm wrong, right? I mean, maybe being there as part of the cigar community, you, you see a different side of, of things from, from the locals, or, or maybe they don't let you in on certain things. But, you know, this is a national-level protest movement. If it, if it continues and it gets to that point of damage to private property and... By the way, there already has been some, like the Colonia supermarket there in, in Esteli. So, no, but what I was going to say was I, I wonder what... Estelianos' uh, attitudes will be toward threats against the private cigar businesses that have really been responsible almost solely for the growth, the of, Esteli. growth of Esteli. And, and <laughs> the fact that even inside of one generation, people tell you, like, no, the lifestyle here has changed dramatically. Like, we are, you know, a, a 30-year-old will tell you, you know, I can remember what it was like when I was 10. And now it is a world apart, and I never want to go back to that, you know. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see, like, as that national movement evolves, if that ends up becoming a threat to private businesses, which it did the last time, right? Well, you know, I mean, it's mob mentality, right? When you have mob mentality, things uh, yeah. get crossed up in your brain. It, it just does to all humans. So, yeah, hopefully we don't get to that situation. Yeah. I, yeah. I I need to, to speak to some other sure. uh, Italianos and see see how they feel about it. But uh, I'll report back. Yeah. Speaking of which, somewhat related plug, uh, the next episode of this podcast will be, or no, I'm sorry, the one that we just put up. Yeah, the one we put up. The one we just put up is the uh, is episode 27, our interview, uh, Eric's interview, actually, and I just kind of chime in with one question way at the end, with Alejandro Martinez Cuenca, who is the man behind Hoya de Nicaragua Cigars. So check that out because there is a lot of so, some of this history of, of sure. Nicaragua and Etelí, uh you know, weaved into or woven into the the history of that company. Um, so that may not be a, a bad thing to listen to as you familiarize yourself with this whole protest situation. Yeah, I'd love to speak to him now uh, yeah. about what his thoughts are on this. I mean, he's very well-versed in in politics and government in Nicaragua, so he's a, he's a great resource right now. For sure. All right, uh, let's come back to the cigar. Ivan, 
What are your What are your thoughts so far? How are you feeling? It's a pretty good cigar. I mean, it's uh, nobody's gonna say it's a Padron a Fuente, but it's a no. Very... It's not gonna knock your socks off in any yeah, way. Yeah, no. But, but I think yeah. yeah, picking this up as a uh, at a brick and mortar is an excellent cigar. Yeah, Do you I remember somebody told you it was an unbanded house brand. Yeah, solid. Yeah, uh, I don't solid. remember if you talked about. Did, did you mention how much you paid for it? Yeah, I, I we went through all the yeah we went no. through some of the prices. <laughs> so it was part of one of those package things. Yeah, right? well, no, this uh, no, I this was just in a in a tray in a humidor, and we kind of did a little bit of a grab bag, so it wasn't a sampler pack or anything like that. Um, so you don't know how much it costs. I don't know how much this costs, but I would guess ballpark ten bucks. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, you know, and, and getting a little bit on the geeky side of of stuff, right? The the flavors have mellowed. Almost too much, right? Like sure. now, now I'm not getting any of the, uh, you know, the chocolate that I was getting in the beginning. For me, it went from chocolate heavy, chocolate and earth. Uh, then it turned a little uh, towards the grassy side, mm-hmm. and it's then grassy. now, it, yeah, you get that. And then now I'm not getting a whole lot of flavor. Again, I still, I still, I'm not knocking the cigar. I think it's still something you can smoke. It's not. If you're in Puerto Rico, you you, you could do a lot worse. Yeah. For sure, for sure. So, um, all right. So, yeah, keep an eye out for Don Rey again. And the construction, by the way, is still kicking ass. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Speaking of... Speaking of Gaga. Let me me do a... Yeah, speaking (laughs) speaking of Gaga, I was trying to figure out how I was going to transition. Have a little bit of... I don't know if this is a debate, but we're we're calling it one for now, the Great Burger Debate. We thought we'd just talk fast food. Uh, This was Ivan's submission to the agenda for this podcast, and we are tentatively calling this The Great Burger Debate, or What Doesn't Give You Gaga? Um, personally, I, I don't necessarily measure the quality of my fast food according to gaga. But, of course not. But I know, you know, hey, different strokes for different folks, and Ivan... What doesn't give you gaga? I got some health issues, so I got to take everything into account. Uh, sure. But if we're talking burgers, we got to talk uh, price, availability, and, you know, flavor and taste. I personally like Five Guys, but I run across a lot of people that talk talk bad about it. I don't no, understand. Listen, I love Five Guys. I'm just having an issue with putting Five Guys in the fast food category. How much, is, how much is a burger at Five no, Guys? No, no, it's not about price. It's just... Five Guys is a, I think it's more on the fast casual side. Yeah. Like as opposed five, to like straight up fast food, BK, McDonald's, Wendy's. Right. Five, five Guys, you'd probably compare more to like a Chipotle. Yes. Yeah. Fast. In the in the style of the service. Okay. So, but hey, listen, I mean, if you want to have this burger debate, that's fine. I love Five Guys. I love So why it. don't we start with just dri- places with drive throughs Where are you going for a burger? Uh, if, if it's got to be a drive through place, I'm going to Wendy's. I do Wendy's too, but I hear uh, In and Out is. Uh, oh, we out don't west. have them here. No, uh, west. But we yeah, travel, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah we travel. We're, we're worldly here. Ooh. We're worldly Ooh. on this podcast. Uh, no, but I, I'd go, I'd go In and Out, Wendy's right under that. Super overrated. What a burger! Yeah, we're upsetting our Texas contingent here. I believe. But no, but I've been to a water burger like at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, which is super clutch. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, well, yeah. There's a, uh, just about anything is clutch at that point if you can ingest it. Um, so, removing that drive-through requirement, what what are you saying now, Ivan? What do I say now? Yeah, what you, and, oh, and, and, what, and no, let's stick with the drive-throughs. 
Because this is what doesn't give you caca. Who are the worst offenders? What are you avoiding? What do you see and think, oh, man, that's going to give me caca? <laughs> I love how that is the metric. I got really punished this week with a little Taco Bell. I actually. knew there was a story behind this. Of course. Oh, that's why you put God. that in there. Taco Bell killed me. I don't okay. know what it was. And I tried to go healthy with like their taco salad, which is not a salad. No. <laughs> or no. healthy. Or healthy. But you know what I find interesting about this? I've known this guy for too long. He has been like the biggest proponent for Taco Bell my entire People like change. our entire lives. People change. I'm loyal. Yeah? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even to a fault, like so even to a caca fault. Yeah, 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 no, no, I'll go back for sure. Yeah. 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 So okay. So Taco Bell gave you caca. Taco Bell salad. Salad seems like the thing that would give you caca out of Taco Bell, though. Because okay. it's, it's got, like, too okay, many wet ingredients had the, in there. I also, <laughs> well, I also yeah. had the triple cheese nachos. Oh, triple cheese. It's like the saucy cheese. Super saucy, yeah. fake meat. They had me. It was a little special that they had going. I was like, oh, oh they got it. It was a little throwing. It was yeah, a player was to a be th- named th- later. Yeah. And it was. <laughs> they that, got you That good. might have been. That might have been it. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, yeah, that was it. I'm not, I'm not I'm not a fan. I don't do a lot of fast food. Yeah. It, and then when I have to, it's typically just Wendy's. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I when I do, I regret it, and it's usually, again, super late at night. The times that I find myself doing that is when we're here in the office until crazy late. Hey, you told me that the other day, and I'm like, are you nuts? I, I can't go to sleep on an empty stomach. By the way, what, what he's talking about is when, when we're working late, we're talking about leaving the office at... I don't know, 1, 2 a.m.? Sometimes later. Like no, three. of course. Yeah, yeah, but that's like the... I can do 2 a.m., but if I'm leaving here at 3 You're and starving. I haven't eaten since like 6.30, I, I can't go to sleep. I do the same thing, but I just don't eat. I'll, yeah. I'll just go to sleep hungry, and I can't eat anything that would at that be the time smart of the play. night. That would be the smart play, but I, I always feel like <laughs> you, I won't fall yeah. asleep. You guys are such snobs. What do you mean, dude? Oh, I went and saw the I'm Foo Fighters. because I go to Wendy's at 3 a.m.? Oh, I'm saying no, because he says you won't. You, you say no, it's not that I, no, it's just because I won't be able to sleep with all that food in my stomach at that time. Okay. Oh No, no that's no, why no. I don't do Full it. Full stomach helps me sleep. For sure. Yeah. yeah not yeah. if food it's coma. fast food. Total food coma. <laughs> no. Not if it's fast food. Remember, my, I, I don't have caca problems. You've seen. I think you also. Yeah, I, think, you also I think you do. And you just, yeah. You're not. <laughs> in denial. Yeah. But you also, you're also a lot younger than us. Your gastrointestinal system hasn't been through the damage that we have put ours through. Well, it's just an age situation, right? When you get to the, uh, your mid forties, you've 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 put in some work into that system. You've destroyed it. What are you gonna do? Well, in the meantime, what I can do, <laughs> what I can do, it's what it's. In the meantime, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna keep abusing. To the extent that it's necessary, my gastrointestinal system. Yeah, of we'll course. see. We'll Till you get long, to your 40s we'll and then you on that train. Yeah, when you get to your 40s, you'll be like, oh, God, I can't do that at three in the morning. All right. You know who won't give you caca? Oh, Villager God. Cigars. And now a word from this episode's sponsor, Villager Cigars. Villager Cigars is celebrating 130 years in tobacco and unveiling its first ever full bodied premium handmade cigar in the Villager La Vencedora. It's a follow-up to the highly acclaimed Villiger La Flor de Inclang and Villiger Sandoro Colorado. The Nicaraguan Puro is wrapped in a beautiful Nicaraguan Habano Oscuro wrapper and boasts a potent full-bodied smoking experience featuring highly seasoned, hearty flavors. The Villiger La Vencedora is a palate-pleasing, full-bodied yet elegant cigar that will satisfy the cigar connoisseur as well as the casual smoker. Make sure that you visit Villiger online at villigercigars.com Check them out on Facebook, facebook.com slash villiger.northamerica. 
Twitter at Villiger Cigars, that's cigars with an S at the end, and Instagram at Villiger Cigar. Just Villiger Cigar, no S at the end, on Instagram. All right, thanks to Villiger Cigars for their sponsorship and for not giving us caca. Vamos a ir con eso. As always, we are wrapping up with our parting recommendations. But before that, I will note, again, check out our last episode with Alejandro Martinez Cuenca and keep an eye out for upcoming episodes aside from these banter, uh, chit-chatty episodes among our staff. We have interviews coming up. In fact, we have a, a pretty solid roster of interviewees coming up. Um, I believe what we're planning for is Dion Giolito from Illusion. Illusion or Illusion? Hey there. I, I always say Illusion. I've heard a couple people say Illusioni. Um, I know, but they also say Tatua G, and they also say Olivia. So Yeah, well, just for good measure. You go Illusion, I'll go Illusioni. Uh, but he's coming up. You didn't ask him this in your interview with him? It just it, I felt embarrassing. I was sitting right... And now he'll, maybe he'll hear this and be like, oh, these idiots, you should have just asked me. But I was sitting right in front of him, and I was like, shit, I've been talking to this guy for an hour now. I can't say Illusion or Illusioni. <laughs> so... Uh, Anyway, so Dion will be uh, on an upcoming episode, as well as uh, Eric Espinosa. <laughs> Boom. And Kyle from Warped Cigars. <laughs> so, yeah, we got all kinds of goodness coming up. Uh, if you are uh, into cigars, which I think you are because you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> if not, you are you'll want to hear from these people who uh, for probably make some of your favorites. So, uh, Parting recommendations, this is where we get into what you should be watching, smoking, drinking, reading, doing, uh, or avoiding, which we've done before. Uh, it's been a while, though, right? Uh, we, we did the paint. Well, we just talked but, about avoiding certain foods at certain times. That's right, but, yes. But yes. Yeah, no. So, uh, Ivan, what are you recommending for the people? So, I played golf recently with uh, some dude that I do not remember his name. Uh, but it was it's always a, a good start. But it was a practice round that I was playing for a tournament that I uh, played well, but I didn't didn't accomplish what I set out to do. Uh, and I don't want to get into it, so let's just say I just didn't qualify for what for what I wanted. Uh, but anyways, this guy I played with uh, appreciated my golf game, and he wanted to wish me luck, and he gave me a uh, a sleeve of tailor made TP five golf balls. So I took them and I was like, eh, whatever. But they actually turned out to be great golf balls. I played with them and they're a five-piece construction ball, soft cover, and they went long. So the ball is actually really, really mm. good. It's their new release. I'd check it out. So That sounds good, man. So so that's what you got. I'm I'm going with uh, the Derby. It's You know, it's Derby week. Uh, the Brown Derby. <laughs> no, not the Brown Derby. It's the Kentucky Derby. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited about uh, – about the race coming up, I think with, uh, you know, we have a, the new cigar shop that opened nearby, Cava Cigars. The owner is uh, is a guy who is big into horse racing. He, he uh, breeds horses and all this kind of stuff. And he's gotten me a little bit into the derby, so I'm psyched about it. I like Seabiscuit. Oh, yeah, Seabiscuit's yeah. going? Not Seattle Slough? Out of the post, yeah. Okay. All right. Say, I don't have a recommendation because I'm not, uh, I don't know enough about this stuff, but I'm going to be all over it in terms of uh, watching it this weekend. Cool. Um, I am also recommending a thing to watch. Uh, this is a series called Big Mouth on Netflix. Um, I, I binge watched this on the flights to and from Puerto Rico. Uh, it is a cartoon. It's an animated series, but very much an adult series along the lines of like, a you know, don't let your kids watch it the same way as like South Park or whatever. Um, 
very star-studded cast with uh, a lot of uh, very well-known comedians, and the whole thing is about a group of elementary school or middle school friends going through puberty. So, uh, oh wow, that is like very appropriate for my current family situation. Yeah, no, uh, I'm like twelve-year-old. Like, if if not for like how over the top they go, you know, which ends up being hysterical. But you're watching and thinking, God, I, I almost wish that this was a notch less vulgar. So it'd be appropriate to yeah. you know, watch with kids or whatever who are going through some of that. But it really is like an adult's, you know, comedy on or an adult's take. And you said this is a of, Netflix? It's a Netflix series, yeah. So um, just about the almost the entire cast of The League, for example, does voices on Oh, here. that is right up your alley, buddy. Yeah, John Mulaney uh, is in there, um, Maya Rudolph. Uh, to give you an idea, all the, the boys... On the on the show are being followed around by uh, the puberty monster, which is a creature only they can see, uh, who you know tries to get them to do naughty stuff when they see things that look like boobies. Uh, but very funny. It, you'll it, it's one of those things that you'll well, want to watch. No, I'm, I'm going to watch it. There's yeah, yeah. No, hysterical. No way around it. Uh, maybe don't watch it on a plane because there were some there were some awkward <laughs> moments where I had to like cover my screen on the sides <laughs> of my phone, but but definitely worth checking out. Uh, so, anything else we want to throw at him? No, man. Keep smoking. Keep smoking. There you go. Yeah. Yep. That's it. Cool. Yeah, well, do that. Okay. Thanks for joining us. This is the Cigar Snob Podcast. You can find us at cigarsnobmag.com slash podcast. Also on social media, look for Cigar Snob Mag or on Facebook, Cigar Snob Magazine. Uh, write us any feedback that you might have at feedback at cigarsnobmag.com. Again, this is the Cigar Snob Podcast. Goodbye. Goodbye. Later.